Hi, I'm Jim. I'm visually impaired and I'm probably not looking at the camera. I also run the Warhammer Fantasy roleplay game on this channel and we haven't recorded in a few months. So we're going to start again and this episode will act as a bridge between episode 8 and episode 10 to do a recap. So who was our party when we left off? We had Astrid, our soldier, Dietrich, the wizard's apprentice, Fisk, the river warden recruit, and Jan Stark, the villager. With that, let's get into what happened after episode 8. The party arrived in Altdorf, crown of the empire, and once there they said farewell to Philippe Descar, as well as the coachman Gunnar and Holtz. In Altdorf's conic plaza, the party saw Emperor Karl Franz himself on parade, and then the party's wizard Dietrich wanted to immediately go to the Colleges of Magic, specifically the Gold Order. The party's wizard Dietrich met the collegiate magistrate Frenis Fanargo and was accepted into the College of the Gold Order. Dietrich received a magic license, a large debt and a mission to meet senior apprentice Kleinstein in the town of Weisbrook. The collegiate magistrate hoped senior apprentice Elvira would be able to teach Dietrich about alchemy which would improve his knowledge on the subject to advance his studies at the College of the Gold Order. While Dietrich was in the Colleges of Magic, the rest of the party waited outside where they bumped into Fisk's uncle, Joseph Sogard. Fisk's uncle Joseph referred to him lovingly as Fish, which the rest of the party enjoyed, and he invited the rest of the party onto his river barge, the Barabelli, agreeing to pay the party and bring them downriver with him. The party agreed to the plan. And uh, they set up to board the Barabelli and depart to the Schaffenfest in Bogenhafen, stopping at Weisbrook on the way for Dietrich to meet Elvira Kleinstein. Two party members decided to stay behind in Altdorf, though. And those party members were Astrid and Jan. The player for Jan unfortunately stepped out of our game, and the player for Astrid rolled up a new character, a priestess of Rhea. An interesting addition to the party, as now they have prayers and blessings at their disposal, which add interesting buffs and effects to combat and stuff in between. This new character is named Ekaterina Hergenholtz and has taken over as the double in our story. So basically, Jan was the double. He was identified as a member of the Purple Hand to the rest of the cult. Because he left, we wanted to carry on that story. So we've handed it over to Ekaterina. Ekaterina Hergenholtz is now the double. So anyone from the cult of the Purple Hand recognises her as a high-ranking member of the cult named Castor. So that's going to continue as we play on. With only three members in the party, we brought in a new player who rolled up a soldier named Lars Ulrich. The person playing Lars, Kevin, made up this really cool backstory for his soldier where he's a member of the Flames and Keys, who are this organisation similar to witch hunters, but not quite as fanatical in murdering and accusing people. They act a little more subtly. The members of the uh, group, the Flames, are foot soldiers, typically in the state army for the Empire. And the Keys are the people running the show. But it's nowhere near as much fun talking about backstories as it is playing them. So you will learn more about it as we go we haven't covered a whole lot of the flames and keys yet. So leaving behind two party members in Altdorf and taking on two more, the four party members headed off down the Reich. Diedrich Newman, the Wizard of the Gold Order, Ekaterina Hergenholtz, 
the priestess of Rhea, Fisk Sogard, the river warden, and Lars Ulrich, the soldier. The Berebellia arrived in Weisbrick, but Alvera Klingsten was gone. She'd gone to Bergenhafen to sell wares at the Schaffenfest, so the party boarded the Berebellia again and departed on to Bergenhafen. On their journey down the Weisbrick Canal, the party ran into a few encounters, including corrupt river wardens, but one encounter in particular stood out, an ambush from a bounty hunter. A tree fell across the canal, blocking the Berebellia, and the crew were forced to fight, killing the bounty hunter. They learned that he was after Ekaterina Hergenholt. He was um, particularly after her because she's now the double of Castor. But following this, they boarded back onto the Berebelli and continued onto Bogenhafen. Once there, the party took some endeavours during some downtime, and then they even took on a job to kill a troll. Why? Because they hadn't fought any monsters yet and just it was fun <laughs> we had a, a good time fighting a troll just to give some variety to the adventure then after their troll slaying antics the Schaffenfest was on the purple hand got involved then we pretty much followed the enemy within plot within Bogenhafen but with one difference the party didn't stop the purple hands ritual they just left Bogenhafen and went down the river, saw a big purple and pink explosion behind them, and I guess they'll see the aftermath of that later on. But there's one thing to note from their experience with the Purple Hand in Bogenhafen, which is they met a character named Gideon. This creepy kid used dark magic. He had tentacles sprout from one of his wounds. Gideon is a creepy kid. He's still alive. He's linked to the ruinous powers. I'm definitely going to use him again, so that's why I'm making a note of him here. Earlier in our campaign, in episode 2, the party's river warden, Fisk Sogard, found a wanted poster for an outlaw called the Black Arrow, and now they're following it up. They've gone to a place called the Crossed Lances in the Skag Hills, and they're meeting with a person who put out the bounty, Count Amadeus von Drakensberg. We left off with the party meeting Caspar, the Count's assistant, and he interviewed them to see if they could take on the Black Arrow competently, and they seem to pass. So next episode, episode 10, the party should be meeting Count Amadeus von Drakensberg to begin their hunt for the Black Arrow. So that's about it. A couple of weeks have passed in-game. You haven't missed much except for the events in Bogenhafen, which you can read about in the Enemy in Shadows adventure book if you're not planning on playing it. If you are, though, don't read it. It's for your game master to read. We're going to keep continuing to record our sessions for the Enemy Within campaign now because I would really like to document the entire thing. We stopped because we had players jump in and out. It wasn't just losing Jan Stark, uh, one of our beginning characters. People were jumping in and out for a couple of months and um, we had two or three new people join and then leave. It was quite frustrating to run as a game master, having people jump in and out of an ongoing campaign. It was very difficult to write and continue running and getting the motivation to do, but I'm still very motivated to run this game. I enjoy it a lot. Um, yeah, going to keep recording it. We've got a good party now for people. Probably not going to rock the boat and just, just keep going with these uh, four amazing characters, uh, continue through the enemy within campaign. 
for anyone familiar with it, we're about to get into death on the Reich. I'd say in the next three to four sessions, maybe six episodes, we'll we'll get to death on the Reich. But I'm really excited to get into that. Right now, we're doing um, the affair of the hidden jewel, uh, which is the adventure to follow the black arrow. It's in the Enemy in Shadows companion book. I've changed it a bit uh, just to make it um, more coherent with our campaign and I may follow up with it later on um, just for fun in the background for flavor to make the world alive but yeah uh, please continue to watch if you enjoy our enemy within campaign please uh, give a like to this video and a comment to encourage us to keep recording the sessions to keep doing it uh, we really appreciate all the support any of the support I'm Jim from Knights of the Braille and we are groups of blind visually impaired and sighted tabletop game enthusiasts. We make a bunch of accessible content for free and continue to, and to support the blind community, we do it for free. So if you can donate any money through Patreon, there is a link below. Very much appreciate it. Um, thank you for your support and I'll catch you next time.